1: Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Rob Zammett and welcome
2: back to a brand new episode of The Doggy Pod. Yes, thanks for joining us uh, once again. Actually, Rob, you say that same intro every week, I realise. It's sad, isn't it? You might need a new intro anyway. I'm his producer, Stephen Peters, and together we talk all things dogs. Oh, we
1: sure are. And we've got some exciting news too. Yes, we do. We are teaming up with a great place for pet health and wellness needs for your
2: dog, the Bondi Pet. Dot com well it's just yeah it's just bondipet.com, That's who, it. uh which is part of the whole Bondi vet world but uh, Bondipet.com yeah we'll tell you a little bit about it later because um, there's a really good discount for doggy pod listeners yeah
1: so listen in because uh, you will get quite a healthy discount in fact for the month of November yes. this year in 2021
2: uh, they're doing a great deal for our listeners. And what, so what else is on uh, on the show this week? Well,
1: well, I'm going to talk about swimming, of course, because summer is coming, thank mm. goodness. So I want to talk about dogs and taking a dog for a swim. And yeah, why do dogs
2: seem to know how to swim? But anyway. They
1: invented the dog paddle, I guess. True, true, true.
2: true. <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk about uh, pit bulls. Is their reputation uh, valid? Are they, mm. are they really cranky dogs or not? I don't know. Let's find out. And I'm going to introduce another one of my dogs. Yeah, we all love uh, another episode of Rob's Dogs. Anyway, we'll get to that in a moment. So, as always, Rob, you're going to say, oh, I've had a really busy week in the vet clinic. <laughs> Actually, it started uh,
1: right after we uh, recorded the last episode. That I got called in. It was a little dachshund. You know, dachshunds are often called sausage dogs, yes, a yes. German dog. And they've got very long backs. And this little guy belonged to... A dear old couple, they're, you know, they don't have a lot of money. They're both pensioners. So it couldn't be referred to a specialist centre. It just would have cost them too much and it's not, didn't have pet insurance. This dog slipped a disc really badly in the back. And it's a problem with dogs that are a bit long. And, you know, it doesn't have to be long dogs. It could be other dogs slip discs, but not uncommon in dogs that have short legs and long bodies going up and down stairs or jumping on the lounge, mm. they'll often slip a disc. and this,
2: what, in, in which part of his, of his spine? Right in the
1: middle usually, and this one was. Mm. This one was right in the middle. It's where the, uh, what's called the thoracic vertebrae or the, the vertebrae that make up the chest area meets the back. You know, the vertebrae are all those little individual bones that make your spine and in between yes. those you have a, if you like, a little um, cartilaginous uh, cushion and it's called the disc. and that If that slips upwards and presses against the spinal cord, it can cause severe pain and even paralysis, as it did in this
2: case. Hap- did he do something? Did he fall over? Or? No,
1: well, he was a, a very long dog, to be honest, and I think <laughs> all going up and down little stairs and trying to jump on the lounge, all those things, because they enjoyed having him on the lounge with them and patting him while he was there watching TV. So, yeah, a good life, but... It cost him, it just cost him in his back area. The wear and tear on those discs, one of them went whooshka right into the spine. Wooshka, so,
2: for people at home, that is a technical vet. Very term.
1: technical term. I probably shouldn't wooshka. use these Tesco whooshka terms. Yeah,
2: you're going but, away over people's heads
1: now. Yes, yeah, so to put it in plain terms, it's when, <laughs> where the uh, disc prolapses into the canal. So, <laughs> so, the disc that is in between the two vertebrae pushed upwards and when it pushes upward, it, it catches the actual spinal cord and it pushes the spinal cord against the top part of the bony spine, squashing it and making it a lot of pain to start with and then mm. paralysis. And the paralysis causes you to just you know, can't walk. And if it continues, it's permanent.
2: So what did you do to this little fella?
1: We... Um, Talked about it with the owners, and there were two. You know, you can either do surgical therapy or you could try medical therapy. This one was so bad, I didn't feel that medical therapy was going to help him enough. So we anesthetized him. We put some dye into the spinal canal, you know, with the actual, mm-hmm. it's like a long tunnel where the cord runs. And we watched this dye and it stopped literally where the, um, at a spot where the, the vertebrae or the the little bones of the spine that are on the chest meet the ones of the back, the lumbar vertebrae, the dye stopped there. And we knew that that's where the problem was. So we didn't uh, wake him up. We rolled him over, shaved him along the back and did surgery. What you have to do for surgery here, spinal surgery in, in this case, involved doing what's called a dorsal laminectomy. The That's ver- easy for you to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> so the vertebrae of the of the spine, they have a big bony part of the body called the vertebral body. Then there's the canal inside, and then there's the top part. You know, the, you feel those when you run your hand down your spine, you can feel the bump, 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 bump. They're the dorsal um, parts of your spine. We have to literally take parts of that off where where the lesion was. So, so you're shaving bone. Is oh yeah, you you're, you're, you're literally shaving the bone off. You cut it off, wow. and you expose the actual spinal cord. And honestly, I swear, as I finally took that first piece of bone right off mm. when I eventually got down there, because you, you you nibble it a little bit at a time. You go in too hard, you can wreck the nerves that are coming off the spinal cord, the nerve could, roots.
2: Could could you accidentally cut the spinal cord? You, oh yeah,
1: you can make you could. Paralyse the dog permanently I mean this dog Was looking at that anyway Um, But yes You can certainly Do more harm than good If you're not careful Just a little bit of time Use special instruments Or I do I like to use A special instrument Called a rongeur Which is It nibbles at the bone Literally You open and close it Like a pair of scissors If you like But the very tip of it You just get a little bit Of bone off at a time So I did that Took the top off And you could just about See the spinal cord (laughs) Breathe a sigh of relief I'm sure it went as in the pressure's off. and The pressure's off. And I thought, and, and honestly, it seemed like I could just see it just about rise, just as if it was a, oh, thank goodness, yeah, it's off. And we had to take a little bit of bone above and below the lesion as well, sew it all up, and then, of course, you have to wait. Sometimes you have to wait six weeks. We didn't even wait a day. Why? What happened? <laughs> the dog was up walking straight away. Really? I could, he's already gone home. I like to leave those dogs in hospital and do rehab. And, in fact, one of the topics that we, get, we have uh, this week is swimming, uh, which we'll talk about, and I love doing swimming for dogs with spinal problems. So this dog is uh, already doing his swimming exercise. Usually I wait for about six weeks, but he's just happy as a lark and everything healed really well along the spine. And
2: What's what's this little sausage dog's name?
1: Uh, well... yeah. Gustav. Gustav. (laughs) Gustav. Gustav. He's German, so they called him Gustav. I don't know how they got that name, but it was Gustav. Little Gustav is going very, very well, I'll tell you now.
2: Okay, with summer coming on... um, I'm sure everybody's going to be heading to the beach or to the pool or whatever and, and a lot of people like to take their dogs with them. And dogs seem to just naturally be able to swim. Like Rob said, they invented the doggy paddle. But is it, is it an innate thing for them to just be able to swim? Or do some dogs, depending on the breed, have real problems in the water? Look, I've not
1: seen a dog have a real problem. Even Albert, our little fat pug, maybe the fat hey, makes fat's him fat's float. A bit, fat's <laughs> a bit cruel, Rob. He even loves to swim, and He's well uh, he, he doesn't go down when I mean, we'll take him in the pool. He's, you know, goes along the surface. But here's the first word of warning: if you do have a pool, make sure it is dog-proof that your dog can't get into it. Lots of dogs, once they learn to enjoy swimming, will try and do it without you, and if they can't get out of the pool, they will die.
2: Yeah,
1: I've right. seen we've had dogs come into the clinic quite a few times where the dog just. Um, is you know, knocking at death's door because it's been in the pool for so long. It's cold. It's near drowning Quite very swallowed often. Swallowed a lot of water. The water. you got to get, the, you know, and there's water in the lungs. So please, please make sure that your dog can't access it. There are people that say, oh, no, my dog goes in and goes out. And if your dog's learnt where the stairs are and the dog can go up and, and out of the stairs all the time, I guess, okay, it's up to you. But I prefer to... Not let any of my dogs swim, even the ones that just love it. I don't like to do it unless they're supervised. So that's number one, supervision. The other thing you can do, like a little dog like Albert, we have bought some for him. He doesn't like them. He, he likes to be independent. You can buy <laughs> little life jackets or little floaties for dogs, swimming floaties for dogs. And they're really good because the dog just floats in them and they can stop if they're tired. And then they so they literally just
2: float in the pool.
1: Float in the pool, yeah. You know, just you know. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm waiting for you to bring a cocktail in or something for yeah. them. I don't know. But they they will do that. They will just float in the pool for a while, and then off they go swimming again and float a bit longer. And then, this is cool. They love it because they it's a v- unreal experience for a dog. I mean, float floating like that is not natural for a dog. They do have to paddle, otherwise they will go down. Mm, mm. Um, in this case, they can just. Hey, this is okay. How long has this been going (laughs) on for? So floaties, think about those for dog.
2: What about chlorine in pools?
1: Chlorine's not so much of a problem as salt is, actually. Um, Not that you you want your dog really taking in chlorine anywhere, but there are lots of dogs that have had access all their life to the pool. Instead of using the water bowl, they drink from the pool and it doesn't Mm. seem to cause them any great harm, as long as you you don't overdo the chlorine, of course, In the pool Salt's a bit of a different problem Not so much the drinking Although If you've ever taken your dog to the beach And they are ones that grab the water And drink a lot You'll know that you want them to uh, Go to the toilet out the back end Before you put them in the car Because it comes out like a tap Yeah right It gushes out (laughs) It really does So It does clean them out But the salt water on their skin You've got to get that off Otherwise they can Scratch like crazy A lot of dogs just Find it very difficult So After a uh, time in a saltwater pool or at the beach, then uh, I'd get them home and I'd rinse them off with just some fresh water. It's a great idea. The other thing with swimming, of course, don't overdo it. Your dog will exhaust themselves and they're like kids, you know, please don't do that. And yet they do. They keep on going and they can really exhaust themselves too much. So. Watch out how much swimming you do. The great thing about swimming, Stephen, of course, it's non-weight-bearing exercise. So for dogs that have joint problems, arthritis, or like Gustav, a back problem that they're trying to overcome, swimming can build up the muscles of the back without causing any undue stress on joints and things, and can help them get on with a healthy life.
2: Would uh, would bigger dogs with lots of fur like, you know, golden retrievers and the like, would they find it a lot harder? I'm Not guessing?
1: golden retrievers, dogs with really heavy coats, although, you know, I've seen uh, one of our old English sheepdogs, down he goes course, into the pool yeah. and going for a swim and he loved it and they've got the heaviest of coats, those dogs. So even Afghans with coats, generally speaking, however, with coated breeds like with Opie, he loves going to the beach with me so I shave him off so that when he does go for a swim, makes it a lot easier to just rinse him off and dry him off. You know, of course, a big coated dog, it takes a long time for that coat to dry. And even the double coated dogs, when I take my German Shepherds along, you know, they love swimming. They just love it, all my dogs have anyway. And they will, I even had some that have enjoyed trying to body surf in in the surf. Yeah, right. But afterwards, I rinse them off and it can take quite a few hours to dry off properly because they've got a big thick double coat. No trouble with swimming with a coat, but that double coat takes a long time to dry. So I like to go swimming mid-morning or, you know. in the middle of the day, given plenty of time to dry off before the night time comes.
2: So in your view, is it a good thing for you to take your dog for a swim? From 100%, time? I mean,
1: 100%, 100%. Yeah, yeah no, okay.
2: no doubt. All right, as uh, Dr. Rob mentioned earlier, we are pretty excited to be teaming up with some friends of ours from bondipet.com. Bondipet.com. It's part of the whole... Bondi Vet World, and basically it's an online marketplace for all things, for dogs and cats and pets and and everything. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and with Christmas coming, everyone wants to buy a little present for their dog. So if you go to that website, bondipet.com, You can see they've got a lot of different things there. Some great uh, bargains you can pick up on dog food and toys and a whole heap of
2: things. Beds,
1: yeah, you go for it. Everything for for your dog is there. And let's face it, that Bondi Vet does some great things that they show people about what we can do for our pets. Well, the pet site does the same thing. This Bondi Pet, lots of great things you can buy, lots of presents for Christmas or just. Regular things that to maintain your dog's good health and,
2: and this,
1: this month, is the big one. Yeah, this just month, November, November twenty twenty one, you get twenty percent discount and free shipping if you use the code, the doggy pod, all one word and all in capitals, the doggy
2: pod. So if you put that code in, you'll get twenty percent off.
1: Yeah, and free shipping. How good's that? And, uh, and when you, you look at the range. Then, yeah, man, I'm telling you, it's, it's a great deal ongoing. Uh, it's got a good, great range, this place. So, uh, and yes, so thank you for our, to our friends at uh, the Bondite Pet, P E T.
2: Not the Bondi Pet, just, no, just Bondi Bondi petcom <laughs> And if you go there, there's actually a lot of good videos as well from uh, Bondi Vet.
1: Yeah, Alex does a great job with her videos, like I so, must yeah, say. now,
2: you spoke to Dr. Oh. Alex a few shows ago, didn't you? Yeah. yeah,
1: and she reminded me that she came here as a, as a kid, and I inspired her to go and do veterinary science. I was very proud of that, because she is a fantastic vet. <music>
2: All right, I think um, a lot of people, when they see a pit bull dog, which, you know, can be quite muscly and quite intimidating, they they just assume that that's going to be a really aggressive dog. And, you know, that I think that is far from the case. In fact, I was over at a friend's place yesterday and they've got uh, an 11-year-old pit bull called mm-hmm. Cyrus. And, you know, he is a mean-looking dog, I must say. Mean in a, you know, not an aggressive way. Like but Billy. Just, Like Billy. Like Billy. Who's Billy? Cyrus. <laughs> no, without the mullet. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but you know, um, even at the age of 11, he's all muscle and he looks like a mean, lean fighting machine. Now he's not. He's the calmest dog you could ever want to meet. So, why do pit bulls have mm. such a bad reputation? I mean, I know they have attacked people, but. Sure. W- what's the story with well, pit bulls?
1: Well, they were initially bred by people that wanted dogs to. Attack people, don't come onto my property in Bred in America by people that are a little bit paranoid. No, very paranoid. Some of the, some so of the these, actual
2: pit bull breed is was. an
1: American breed right. and developed there by these people that wanted to. And not just that, they also used to fight them, which I hate. They probably still do, in yeah, fact. Yeah. I, you know, I detest uh, breeding dogs and then baiting them and training them to fight each other. Just disgusting. Yeah, I don't get that at all. But like all, all all dogs, seriously, and my friend Susan Milan takes these dogs that have been bred to be aggressive and trained to be aggressive and calms them down and makes them really reliable family dogs. In fact, his you know, number one dog that he owned years ago was very much that, just a pit bull terrier that he'd gotten from the pound that was going to be put down. And he rehabilitated these dogs. And they can. They can be rehabilitated quite, well, not easily. I won't say easily. It takes a lot of work. Um, Very often if I find them in pounds, unless you've got someone that will take them on and spend a lot of time rehabilitating them, the only answer is to then put them to sleep. It's disgusting because dogs are not bred um, just to be bad. There's no bad dogs. It's people that make no. them like this, people that make them aggressive, people that <clears throat> make them you know go out there and bite other hum- humans as well as other dogs. That's the problem with them when, when that's the reputation they get because once they're turned on, they've got the genes to continue doing it. You know they really that's what I want to do. I want to just attack everybody that comes near. So it my, is
2: deep, uh, deep down in their genes in some way. They've been
1: selected. Yeah, the, the ones they're bred from are the ones that survive after being uh, trained to attack other dogs and go into a dog fight, the ones that are dead, you know, they breed from, obviously. Mm. <laughs> but, but they breed from the most aggressive dogs all the time. They just keep trying to breed that. And there's good people within both countries, in Australia and in, in uh, America, that are breeding pit bulls so that are just very calm and friendly with uh, people. We have a, a pit bull that uh, comes into the clinic... Belongs to one of my staff members and sits in the back and is just the nicest dog you would ever
2: meet. A purebred pit bull.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, what is well. a purebred pit bull? That's the thing. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe not, uh, but just beautiful, beautiful dog. She's just a lovely dog. So,
2: why do they always look, look like they've just been working out at the gym? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, it's. Well, a bit like a greyhound.
1: Greyhounds bred to run and bred with all muscle and very little fat on it. Mm. These guys too are just bred with for muscle. You know, even if they don't go out and do any work at the gym or do any work, um, you know, galloping round a paddock Lifting or trotting or anything mm-hmm. at all, they are just they've got muscle on muscle. It's just their genes have been bred for that as well, and they're a typical of its area. Very lean and mean, and you know. In this case, they make them into fighting dogs and that really has given them such a, an unwarranted bad reputation because if you get them as pups and you bring them up as a family dog, lovely dogs love everybody and love other dogs. Socialise them properly, get them to interact and they can be quite
2: reliable. So if you see a pit bull, feel free to give it a cuddle? Or,
1: no, Ooh, ask no. the owner first. Always. Always ask the owner. If you want to pat the dog, may I pat your dog? Teach your children always to do that. Keep their hands by the side. Keep them steady. May I pat the dog? If they say no, just walk away.
2: Okay, so it's not quite International Cuddler Pitball Day just yet. But, um...
1: <laughs> we might do that.
2: All right, time for one of our favourite and most popular segments, and that is, drumroll please, Rob's. Dogs, yes, yeah. and you can hear dogs in the background. You can always hear dogs in the background outside our studio, but uh, I don't know if Rob's going to talk about one of those dogs because there's so many dogs around here. But what's, what's this week's
1: Rob's dog? This is a dog that I had many, many years ago. I can oh. tell you it was 1978, 79. Jeez, yes. how old are you? I'm a very old man, Jeez. and uh, it was a dog that a breed that was very attractive. And they were married up, of course, with bell-bottoms back in the 60s. What would that be, Stephen? The Afghan hound. Afghans, Afghans. Afghans That's right. were big back then. Oh, in the so 60s. So you had an Afghan. I had an Afghan. Oh. And here's the thing, because we talked a bit about pit bulls and you know, how you bring them up and socialise them. A lot of people with Afghans will say, oh, don't let them off the lead. You'll never see them again. Sky, my beautiful blue um, Afghan, she was just gorgeous. And I just treated her... You know, as a dog, and used to let her off the lead, she would walk with my German shepherd and train with my German shepherd because people say, "Oh afghans aren 't smart, you can 't train them to do anything. I think a dog that lays on the lounge and you bring food to is very smart <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't have to do anything, but Skye had to do things yeah, so she she would come along and and she did really well at training it's amazing, and I see these. Afghans, um, for some reason, they're very popular still in America as dogs that people like to train. And they do all sorts of things like retrieving, retrieving dumbbells, healing, and go into obedience trials over there as well. A very attractive dog with a long coat. You can, of course, and a lot of people have them, and because the coat is not easy to maintain, a lot of people just shave them off. But if you spend uh, a session once a week grooming them out and removing the knots, A very, very attractive dog. They come from Afghanistan, of course. Oh, so they do actually come from Afghanistan? Yes, they do. A tall dog. They're they're a tall dog. But they've got about the same... They're a gaze hound. Gaze hounds are things like greyhounds that can look out and see things moving in in the paddock or salukis. We've talked about them a bit in the past. But the Afghan hound is like a long-coated greyhound, if you like. Right. And, yeah, not not dissimilar in many, many ways to greyhounds. A lot of traits like greyhounds, a little bit more aloof than the greyhound, very aloof to strangers. You know, if, if you're a stranger and you
2: say, oh, come on, come on, come for a yeah, you, <laughs> don't
1: what was, know. Uh, yeah
2: What was this Afghan's name? Sky. Sky. She was
1: blue. They come in different colours. You know, the one that we all know is Blue? blue. Yeah. Not it's, real it's called, blue? No, it's, a, it's a, more like a… a grey-type blue. Oh, yeah. Um, They come in uh, all different colours, including the blue and the um, black and tan is not uncommon. The most common, of course, is that all-gold colour with a a black um, face, black mask, it's called. The black mask gold is very common and you see them and they've got this beautiful springy gait. They don't sort of trot. Uh, just in a straight line, if you like. They spring a lot. Very, very springy gait. Very attractive, moving dog, I think. In fact, of all the movements, it's one of the most attractive dogs. Their tail goes up in the air with a curl at the end, and their heads up, and they trot along. And they've got to have their heads up. If they're a gaze hound, they've got to be able to look out. And they just have this spring, it gives them a little bit of extra, I guess, you know, vision when they're. They always it.
2: look like they're running in slow motion. Don't they? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's that sad time of the show where we have to say goodbye. Um, but firstly, thank you to our friends at BondiPet.com. Mm. Check it out. It's well worth it. And um, if you want to send Rob uh, a little question, go to thedoggypod at gmail.com, thedoggypod at gmail.com. Um, and uh, we'll uh, try to answer your questions on the show, or or often Rob just replies directly. Uh, and remember, if you go to Bondi Vet, no Bondi Pet, Bondi Pet dot com, uh, yeah, that code, the Doggy Pod, all all in caps, all one word, you'll get twenty percent off. That's pretty good. Anyway, Rob's um, always wants to have the last word. Absolutely, and
1: yeah, there aren't many animals that really plan for the future, Stephen. It- our bees do they store honey and ants in their nests and even crocodiles would you believe store their food under a log until it goes nice and soft and spiders really? and things but dogs know dogs love living in the moment and they love living in the moment with you so it's up to you to plan a bit for your dog you know have him included or her included in your future plans of course christmas is coming it's november at the moment when we're recording this with christmas coming don't forget folks Maybe you could go to thebondipet.com dot com and buy something for your little dog. Not the Bondi Pet. No, not the. Just Bondi Pet. It's the site of the Bondi <laughs> Pet. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. I do. Our folks that listen to this, we only allow intelligent people to listen. You notice that, folks? Yeah, of None of the dumb asses are listening. The,
2: they're all they're all typing the Bondi Pet. No, no, they're Bondi no.
1: bondipet.com. <laughs> See you, folks. Bye.